Inviting you to stay tuned for season six of Let's Talk to the Lord Gospel Radio Talk Show, created and hosted by Apostle John E. Ross. Keep it locked right there. Trying to do what's right, but it Pain is real, suffering is real, but you made it. Tragedies every day, everywhere, but I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Never thought I could say that I made it, didn't know I'd be here. Father, I'm hurting. There were times I was low, I was down, I was pulled straight to the ground. Listen, they told me to give up. They told me to quit. They told me to throw in the towel. They exposed all my mistakes. And you reminded me that I'm a winner. I know I'm struggling, but I'm coming out. Yes. I know it's hard, but I can overcome it. You made it. Declare it over your life. I know it's hard right now, but you have to believe it. Trust God and speak it over your life that you made it. Listen. It's hard to let go. Circumstances I thought I got over can't seem to let go. You are hurt. You're afraid. You're lost. You're confused. You're struggling. But I'm here to remind you not to be afraid. Not anymore. Not this time. The reality is that the struggle is still real. Still struggling with the the old mentalities. But I'm here to remind you that your best days are ahead. You keep on fighting. Declare that you're a winner. You struggled. But you came up out of it. You went through the storm. But you came out as a conqueror. Set free. You declare that you made it. Put a smile. 
smile on your face and you tell the world that you made it through the suffering, through the pain, through the heartache. having me. It is a pleasure to be here with all of the listeners. It's an honor. Thank you. And before we begin our discussion, please share with the kingdom your repentance experience when you repented and began your life's journey with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, my repentance story started when I was young, but the recommitment part of my repentance happened a little later on in life. Um, I'm a church kid at heart and basically born on the benches of, uh, of my church here. And when I had given my yes to God and dedicated my life to God was a little later. It was later on in my teens when I had really started to understand what God was calling me onto and uh, my purpose in his kingdom. So my repentance and how I began and how I said yes to the Lord and just really 
starting off with um, saying I'm sorry, saying, you know, that God was enough to cover my sins, to cover the shame. And even as church kids, when we start out, we start out very young, and sometimes we're doing things just because we see it, but the realization of what, what we're started, what, what has started or what we even were into doesn't really occur until, you know, we come to that, um, that, that point in life when God really opens our understanding to say, hey, I, I want you, I need you, and, and I'm calling you. And so that was um, in my teens. But when I came to that point of repentance, I really just, you know, understood it and, and, and said yes to the Lord. That's all I can say. We'll get into it a little later. But um, the journey began at that point for me. Amen, amen, amen again. Sister Hodge, please announce our topic, begin our discussion, and let's go to the Word of God. Our, our topic for today is the road it took to get here, and I love, love, love this topic. This topic is close to my heart um, because it speaks to everybody. It doesn't just speak to you know, and no matter where you are in your journey, no matter where you are in your road, um, in your process, there's going to be that initial click with God. And for those listeners that are hearing that and you're having some questions and God is speaking to you and you have some uncertainties where he is concerned, then this is definitely a topic that you will want to incline your ears onto. A scripture that I really, really adore and I love, and I'm going to use it as a, a preface for how we're speaking today, is Romans uh, 8 verse 28. It's one of my favorite scriptures, and it says, For we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. And there, there may be some listeners who may not know what their purpose is. There may be some, um, some people that are hearing this, this podcast today that might have some questions what, in terms of what their purpose is and what God has called them to. And my story has um, some underlining um, themes in, in that regard where, you know, you come to God, and, and as I was saying before, coming to God at a very young age, born in church, you know, there's a lot of things that you see and there's a lot of things that you pick up and a lot of things that you notice that just become behavioral. And this is unfortunate with a lot of Christians is that we, are, we do things without the understanding of it. And even though we have resources like the Word of God and we hear preachings and teachings, it's like we fall so easily into the seeing culture and the, the copycat yeah. culture. Um, and so for me, I, and it, it, was a hard, it was a hard pill to swallow to, to admit to God that I knew church well, but I didn't know him well. And I yeah. think that might be, um, especially for people who are born in church, and I mean, you will have stories of your grandmother or your mother, you know, instilling in you things of the Lord, but it's not until you build a relationship with God is when all of the things that you thought you knew just completely gets thrown out of the window. Amen. And so I got baptized when I was eight years old, eight, uh, six, I think. I think I was six. I was six years old when I got baptized. And, again, it just looked like a really great experience for me. And I loved the Lord. Nobody could tell me that I didn't um, at six years old because, again, I was exposed, you know, to church and church culture at a very young age. And I genuinely had a love for God. So I was baptized at six. My pastor calls me in his office at the time, my late bishop, and he has this conversation with me. And I say, yes, I want to give my life to God. 
right as a kid. And there's an innocency that God really looks for, and it is especially made known in, in children. The Bible tells us that we need to become like a child. So there's an innocence to children that really craves and cleaves to um, to God and God-like things. So I was a child, and I wanted that. I wanted to experience God. But the baptism experience was, it was, a, it was, it was exciting for me, I, and watching it and witnessing it and, and, and seeing others go down and come up, and there's, there's just this newness of life. I didn't understand the depth of it, but I wanted to get dipped. As a kid, you're looking at a pool and like, dip me, Pastor, please. <laughs> I want my feet to dangle in the water, and yeah. I, I want to experience, you know, what everyone else experiences. And so I remember being dipped at six. Later on in life, uh, later on in life, wow, I was eight. Eight when I received the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And when I was eight, not knowing what I was receiving or what I had said yes to at eight years old. Again, born in church. I know what to do. I know, you know, the, um, the aesthetics of church. And so this carries with me. And again, still loving God. I'm not just, there's no refuting that. Still loving God. And I believe that God saw something in me and saw that I needed something at eight years old that was going to take me uh, through my life. And it wasn't until, I mean, high school, uh, uh, early high school was when I, I really was, I knew church, I know church, and I really wanted to not know it. I felt like it was a very big burden when I was uh, um, in, my, in my teenage years. It's because I was constrained to do things. I was restricted to do things. And it starts off as somebody telling you that you cannot do these things. But at the end of the day, the thing that was constraining me, even though people were telling me not to do them and I was being instructed by, you know, my Sunday school teachers and my evangelists and, you know, my first lady and all these, I was instructed by these people to tell me what to and to not do. But as I come to grow in God, I realize that those things are not what keeps you from doing it. Because if you want to do something, you're going to do it anyway. And I found that there were a lot of my friends that were doing the things that I was told not to do while they were also being told not to do that thing. But it wasn't the words that really was the keeping factor. It was because my heart was so, was so um, locked in with God, and I didn't even want to be. It was just such a burden for me. But my heart was just so much after God that the words were enough to keep me. So the, the, the instructions were enough to say, don't do this. And I went to God and said, God, why can't I do that? Why can't I, you know, um, in, in, engage in things that I shouldn't be doing? Why can't I do that? And where other people felt comfortable doing it, the conviction for me was, was different. It was, it was different. I will, I will honestly say that growing up in church and even, you know, dabbling in as teenagers do, you know, young people, they just always find excuses to get as close to the precipice as you can without falling over, only to find that you have fallen in. You're fallen into this precipice, this hole. And the devil does not like to play. and He likes to play games, but when he has you, he has you. And I will honestly admit that there was a, there was a season in my life where the devil thought he had me, and I was done with church. I was done with showing up. I was done with looking, you know, looking the part and, and not being um, – not being 100% sold. I said, God, if I'm not going to do this, I don't want to be fake. So I left church but without actually leaving church. And I find that that's a lot of young people, even today and in, in this, this climate that we're in, this pandemic, this opportunity to still 
yeah, I love God. Yeah, I can, I can continue to do my thing and God's thing at the same time and think that that's okay. But again, I want to remind everybody of that scripture that we started out with, Romans 8.28, all things work together for good. And if God means you to be in his kingdom, come hell or high water, you are going to be in his kingdom. You're, you might lose an arm. You might lose a leg, spiritually, you know, figuratively, not, not physically. But no matter what it takes to get you back to him, he's going to find a way. The scripture talks about that sheep that goes astray and how heaven rejoice, rejoices over that one soul that comes back to God. And I believe that it is the same today, that even if you are inclined to walk out on God, He's going to do everything in his power to get you back to him. And that is what he did with me. Even though I didn't physically leave, I was still here, but my mind and my heart was so far from God that he took, he, he actually, and I, this was an experience that I had with him, is that he took away the, the, the protection that I had under his covering. He said, what if I removed that from you? What if I was to take away that hedge, and I was to um, uh, allow the enemy to wreak havoc in your life. And in the, it was about a month, and I mean, I mean, this was one of the worst times of my life because I not only saw the hand of the Lord almost removed from me, he was still over, overshadowing me just like he did with Job. He said, touch, you can touch him, but make sure you leave him, make sure you leave his life. Do not touch his life. And, and I felt like in that moment, I could not find God. And I don't know if anyone has ever been in this place where you're crying out to God and you don't hear him. That is literally the most devastating point to be in a, as a child of God. It's to cry out to him, and it's like he's not, he's not reaching out. He's not, it's like, God, where are you? I remember going to sleep at night, and I was just being completely, like the demons and the spirits that I was, that was attacking me during that time, it was the most scariest moments of my life. And it, it, it was only about the period of, I would say, one to two months, but I had no sleep. It was like rest. It, it was spiritual. And now I can look back at it. I was young. I didn't understand what it was. But it was spiritual restlessness where you are not comfortable where you are and you, didn't, you, don't, you just don't know where God is. But even in those moments, I the overshadowing of God and his presence, even though he was immediately there with me, I, I reached out for him still. And when I, came back to, when I came back to myself and realized that I was not in a place where I should be, I called out for help. And I called out for help, and I got, I got my deliverance. And again, I will repeat that scripture, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Years later, when I'm um, back in you know, back in uh, right standing with the Lord and hearing these, these experiences and helping those that have also gone through this, these, these similar experiences, now I'm, I'm unsure about my position or my call in God. And so I again go back to him in prayer and say, God, I know you saved me for a reason. I know you called me back to you for a reason. And I want to be able to be of use in your kingdom. And I don't know what to do. Again, being that, you know, skill and talent, Sometimes we mix those things up with what God wants us to do. Yeah, you can sing really well. And I, I, I always found that, you know, music was just that thing that really took me back to God. Every time I would, you know, try and step out, 
it was like music was that thing that solidified me. So I occupied in it in my home church. I occupied in it, and I made sure that I was, you know, I was a praise. I'm still a praise and worship uh, leader at my home assembly. These are just the things that really kept me when I was growing up. And um, when it came down now to becoming a, 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 an artist, it was something that I was just terrified to do. I never felt qualified because every time I would say, okay, God, I'm going to do this, it's like I remember what I, what I put God through in my life. I remember what I did, and I remember that I walked out, and I remember, you know, these moments where I let him down, and it automatically caused me to feel like I was unworthy, like I could not do this thing. And I can relate to some of, you know, like for Moses and David, these, these men of God that had to struggle and wrestle with themselves before coming to terms with their call and what they had to do. Similarly to the Apostle Paul in his earlier years as, as in his conviction, he had to come to terms with what he had done. He had to come to terms that he was actually accusing the children that God had called onto him. And so... I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but um, it, it came down to me just saying yes to the Lord. It came down to me just really realizing that God was enough for me, and I was I was enough. And there was, uh, even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of um, fear and um, insecurity where, where God is concerned, um, I still had to buckle up and continue on and just say yes. And so my single really is an expression of the journey that it took for me to get to this point of complete surrender and total submission to God, where that even though that journey might be ugly and even though there are some shameful moments and there are some scars and there are some things that we wish people didn't want to, you know, we, did, we wish people didn't know about. But at the end of the day, we know in Romans 8, 28, all things are working together for good. So even if you're going through the roughest seasons of your life and even though you are facing opposition, and the devil may think that he has the upper hand, and he may think that he has the final say. It only takes a decision. It only takes a quick moment for you to turn on the path that you're on, just like the Apostle Paul did. We can turn, and we can change our ways and give our lives completely over to God. And that was the best decision that I had ever made. And it's not just a yes one day. It's not just a yes two days. It's every day of your life recommitting to the Lord. The scripture says that he which has begun a good work, he will complete it. The King James Version says perform it. But in another version it says complete, meaning it's going to come together and it's going to be beautiful within its time. And these are just my, um, my few words of encouragement to the viewers. I'm going to hand it back over to you, Apostle Ross. Amen. Amen. And very beautifully said, amen again. Again, Kingdom Hour, topic of discussion for this episode is the road it took to get here. Kingdom, as I was preparing my notes for this episode, one of my first thoughts in regards to our topic was, how did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here by Deborah Cox, who was also a Canadian singer. However, spiritually speaking, our road is the path we have chosen. The road or path denotes the manner, the route, and the course. In Hebrew, path means in its purest form and also means lifting up. 
Kingdom of Road is an open way for a person, vehicles, and animals to travel. It denotes a route or a way to an end and a conclusion or circumstances on the road to success. The Bible talks about and declares there are two roads of life, the world's path and God's path. Kingdom visualize a very wide road with people all walking in the same direction. In the center of that road is a narrow path that goes in the opposite direction. Kingdom, the narrow road can be a lonely road, but it's the right road. Jesus plainly pointed out these two roads in Proverbs, the third chapter and the fifth and the sixth verses, which declares, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Kingdom, the narrow way is indeed the raw reality of a daily walk with Christ. Those who follow Christ on the narrow way after brief tribulations will merit eternal rewards. And the Word of God clearly states that the narrow way is the highway to heaven. The Bible also declares that we are to enter the narrow gate. Because wide is the gate, and broad wide is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Psalms 37 and 23 declares, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. The Bible declares the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God has given directions as to the way his people should walk, meaning live our lives in this world. In every situation, God's word and God the Holy Spirit speaks and guides us and gives us clear instruction as how we should respond and deal with every test and obstacle that we face while walking out our purpose and the callings upon our lives. Romans 5 and 1 declares, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. John 16 and 13 declares, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will declare to you the things that are to come from God. Rache, being very honest in this life, as we discover all of the hidden secrets, meaning many times we don't have the right tools to realize in our lives and some um, important factors we should know. Of course, being brought up in church, as you have said, does help. But depending on who our parents are and the choices they have made, it could be uh, many years before we discover our purpose, assignments, and callings. 
Many still to this day have yet to hear the gospel and be led by the Holy Spirit. So it is obvious why the Broadway would become our most obvious choice. Many times it takes the trials of life to teach us or something happens to cause us to turn to God. And when it does, we can learn from our mistakes and poor choices that we need to go in the opposite direction, which is the meaning of repentance. And we begin again with experience. We understand the difference between the holy and perfect will of God and God's permissive will. We understand with experience and maturity God had decided our lives before we were formed in our mother's womb. Rache, God has seen the choices we will make and according to God's will and guides our steps. Kingdom, if we all reflected on our lives, depending on your level of maturity in God, we can almost be compared to a living encyclopedia full of knowledge, and we can be such an important help to our next and upcoming generation that we pray will listen and save themselves much hurt and time wasted. What matters the most on the road it took to get here is have we found relationship with God through Christ Jesus? Have we learned from our mistakes and failures? Have we forgiven those who hurt us along the way? Are we growing mature as we move forward with our lives? Or are we teaching, giving back, and being help to others as we continue? Have we repented and have we found the path God has chosen for us? Or are we 20 years later, yet at the same place spiritually, still doing the same and being the same old ways with no real growth in our character, but the same mistreatment of others, mistreating them, mistreating people as we always have. I know God is wanting from this episode for us all to look back over our lives and review these important facts and be willing to stop, repent, and go the opposite, changing with God's help. For me, I want to hear God say, well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of much. Enter into and share the joy, the delight, the blessedness which your master enjoys. I do not want to hear God say, declared in Matthew, the seventh chapter, and the 23rd verse, verse 23, and then I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you are banished from my presence, you who acted wickedly, meaning you disregarded my commands. Sister Hodge, please give us the final words on our discussion, the road it took to get here. Amen. And as you were, you were speaking about hearing those beautiful words 
when it's all said and done, it takes me to one of my, also one of my favorite scriptures. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me, taken from Psalms 138, verse 8. And we might go through some uh, very, very treacherous storms. We might go through some very boisterous winds in our lives. And we have to ask ourselves, are we founded? Are we standing on the solid rock? Are we building on the rock, which is our foundation? And above all else, this is the most important um, takeaway, I believe, and what we should really um, start to think about as children of God or continue to think about is, is what I'm doing right now or the seeds that I'm sowing currently in my today is it going to bring forth much fruit? Or am I sowing into things that will wither away when the earth passes away? I want that what I'm sowing into and what I'm doing now to be worth it, not just on this side of life, but for also great gain in Christ. I want to be able to love the right way that God should love, that I, God has commanded us to love. I want to be able to give the way that God has commanded us to give. I want to be able to speak. The Bible speaks about us um, doing all of these things, giving. And, and if we don't have the love of God, which is God, we are doing it for naught. And so our journey, even if it's bumpy, and even if we're finding our footing and there is, um, we are experiencing purposelessness and we, we don't know the direction that we, would, we should go, we can always turn to God for the answers. We can always turn to him and we can seek him. The Bible says, they who hunger and they who thirst after righteousness will be filled. You will be filled with what? The fruit of the Spirit. That's love and joy and peace and long-suffering. Everything enveloped into who God is. And our journey does not um, end here. It does not have to stop here because we've made mistakes or that we have faltered along the way that is not your ending. God has promised you beautiful, great, and precious promises. He has promised each and every one of us. And it starts with our yes. And I'm going to hand it over to you, Apostle. Amen. Rache Hodge, please introduce yourself to the kingdom. Hello, my name is Rache Hodge, and you can honestly connect with me um, on my uh, social media uh, channels. I'm on Instagram, Shea.define, C-H-E-A dot D-E-F-I-N-E-D. You can also um, connect with me on Facebook. That's Rache Hodge. Um, and I would love to connect with each and every one of you. Please send me a message. Please, um, I would love to connect with each and every one of you. That is how you can um, get to know me a little more. Um, follow me. And also you can send me an email, uh, rachehodgemusic at gmail.com. I will respond. And I would love to connect with each and every one of you. Amen. And please tell us about the music being featured during the podcast. We opened with I Made It, and we're getting ready to hear I'll Say Yes. I Made It was a, uh, is what you will hear already, is what you've heard already. And I Made It is a song that was birthed um, through much opposition. And I was featured on the song with um, a group that I sing with and I know and love, Made Music Group. This is a group that I started out with, and we put out a lot of wonderful music. This is one of the songs that I was featured on, and it just speaks about um, being an overcomer and being a winner with Christ on your side. 
The second song is I'll Say Yes is what you will hear soon. I'll Say Yes was a song that was written um, when I was in a place of uncertainty and unsure of what my call and position was in God. And when I sat down, me and a group of people, and we started to pen these words, it began to be a song of surrender. And it is honestly, it's, it is my anthem, not just for now, but for forever it will be, and has reminded me of my yes and my complete and total recommitment to God. And how may the kingdom purchase your music and support your ministry? Um, you can support my ministry by downloading the song, sharing the song. It is on all uh, major media outlets. Um, you can listen to it. Make sure you share it. Don't forget to also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, you can search me up on Rache Hodge as well. Check out the music video for that song. Um, and just share this wonderful message, this wonderful anthem of complete surrender to God um, in this season where I believe it is, it is time for the children of God to stand up and, and to reclaim their position. Amen. And Kingdom, the music of Rache is in rotation on Let's Talk to the Lord Radio dot international. Kingdom, Let's Talk to the Lord can be heard on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Alexa, and YouTube. You can download episodes from speaker.com under Let's Talk to the Lord. Don't forget the apostrophe S. We are live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time at KingdomInfluencersBroadcast.com and we're at SensationalSoundsRadio.net every Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Please write to us at Let's Talk to the Lord at Yahoo.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Ross Apostle. Please visit our website, Let's Talk to the Lord Radio. Dot international. Please download our app on your Play Store for your cell phones under Let's Talk to the Lord Radio. You can now ask Alexa to play Let's Talk to the Lord Radio International and Let's Talk to the Lord Gospel Radio Talk Show. Kingdom, we are now on Roku. To listen to the radio station on Roku, please search on your Roku app, my tuner radio once you get to the my tuner radio app search let's talk to the lord gospel radio station if you would like to listen to the podcast on roku please go to your iheart radio app on roku and please search let's talk to the lord gospel radio talk show Let's Talk to the Lord Radio International is your 24-hour station for talk radio, interviews, news, and Christian music. On Amazon, order our book, Spiritual Guidance Through Alzheimer's Disease, with author Kimberly V. Porter. And my music is available on Amazon.com and all digital stores. Lord, give me another chance, featuring Sean Scales and Tamara Lloyd. And my first EP is still available under Minister John E. Roth. The title is Remember Now, Thy Creator, featuring King David the Vessel, A New Duel and Doctrine. So, kingdom, until next time, may God bless you. May God keep you every day living your lives at the foot of the cross under a open heaven.
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Less talk, more music. Urban Movement Radio. Everybody raise up, cause my Jesus coming back. I don't give him praise, then rep the king like that, like that. I'm giving God all the glory right now, right now, right now, right now. I'm giving Christ all the glory right now, right now, right now, right now. See me in the world, you know I live for him. People thinking that I'm struggling. New creature want the old back. Check the phone on where you stay at. I'm only living for this reason. God's on top. I only live to give service for the king. Service for the king. Service for the king. That's that's who I live for. Service for the king. Service for the king. Service for the king. That's that's who I live for. Just they suffering in the streets We ain't tripping, we got Christ in deep God's body got the full armor Sober and vigilant, you know we're on burn Got a lot of eyes and they watching on me Another pair, God comforting God's on the throne, the sun came home Gates open up, that's the last thing I'm waiting on I'm only living for this reason God's on top Only living Service for the king, 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 that's what I live for. Service for the king, service Stand the fight when the devil's cooking the shovels, looking to dig deep into your flesh. The central booking, no PG. Me, clearly armored up like an armored truck. Never swayed from purpose when the work is to all us. The rifle will live the life without the rivals or the rifles. And the disciples will see the revival when the rifle. What a fight for, can't be stifled. I'm prideful when it's vital to his existence. Service for the king, service for the king, service for the king. That's that's who I live for. Service for the king, service for the king, service for the king. That's who I live for. Chris, put your hands. I only live against service for the king. Hey, yo. This is who I live for. Only focus on self, then you ain't on the mission. Go 1411, this is my rendition. Don't ignore all the poor and the wicked. Then walk around like you're more and you're gifted. It's not about your status, but what's flowing through your heart. Don't matter where you are, it only matters where you start. Christ paid the price, set us up with the free pay. So we can call toll free straight to Yahweh. I'm only living for this reason. God's on top. I only live against service for the king.
Because of your grace And every day you bless 
time. 